Good evening, everybody. Chris here. I'm back after a fantastic week. The NHS is an absolute cock up. Let's just say that. I'm here with Andy. Hello, Andrew. Chris, evening. How are you? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good, buddy. I'm good. Uh, we'll not talk about the NHS, the dickheads, but um, yeah, we'll uh, we, we digress. Declan's here, but he's he's just disappeared. He'll be back. I mean, what a fantastic weekend we've got in store. I mean, Saturday and Sunday, eight grade ones. We're going to look at every single one of the grade ones alongside some fantastic supporting handicaps, a bumper that Andy's probably going to talk about because he loves bumpers so much, and I know hmm. he wants one in that one. Um, Declan's got a few selections. Um, it's just going to be a good one, isn't it, Andy? You're, on the, you're going there, aren't you? Yeah, I'll be there all two days. Cannot wait. It's going to be a super weekend's racing. Yeah. Very much looking forward to the Irish Arkle, Irish Champion Hurdle, and the Two Mile Novice Hurdle. They'd be probably the three races I'm, I'm really buzzing for. I also can't wait to see Gallop and Deschamps, obviously, as well. Um, and then even the handicaps looking as competitive as ever. Um, yeah, and then obviously Fasal Mode and the bumper would be very interesting. I'm very high on him. I'll just say that now at the top of the show. I, I love him. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it's it's going to be a really, really good. Um, be a really good weekends racing at Leopardstown, and we even have a great one at Sandown. The uh, the Silly Oils and Jerry Colombo over there as well. Can't forget about that. Um, yeah, brilliant weekends racing, really, really top draw. There's also it's also the uh, the Edinburgh National, too, which I've got a selection for, which I'll give you at the end of the podcast as well. So, yeah, good weekends racing. Um, mm -hmm. if you're going over to Leopardstown, make sure you hit up with Andy and Declan. I'm sure that the I'm sure you can buy them a pint. They won't buy you one, but you we can won't buy be them. hard to find. We won't be yeah. hard to find. Um, and yeah, there's going to be a, a, a well, unlike your horses. Oh, sorry, yeah. go on, go on, Andy. Un unlike about. your horses, we got um, Nigel Twist and Davis bringing one over. We school Royale coming over. We have um, what's his name? Top Phil Ben and the handicap. Yeah, yeah, I think that's about it. But there's about there's going to be nearly twenty percent of the patrons. I think are going to be British, so they're coming over in their numbers because mm. it's great value. Leopard sounds brilliant. Um, easily accessible from the city. Yeah. Decent price for a ticket. Uh, great days out. Great day out of racing. Um, oh, look, it's going to be brilliant. I really can't wait. It's going to be, it's it's a really, really top draws weekend racing. And, and Cheltenham might want to watch itself because it could price out a lot of, it's probably going to price me out next year. It's probably been my last year going to Cheltenham, unfortunately. But it's, um, you know, would want to watch itself because the Leopardstown is putting on a, has a nice little thing going now, and, and this could only gain mm. steam, especially if this year goes well. I think it's perfectly placed, really. You know, just after Christmas, mm. I think you need something like this to really pick yourself up before that Cheltenham thing. And I just think it's perfectly placed because uh, I've I've never been Andy, but um, I need yeah, to make it out. you know to go. But yeah, and then in the in the springtime as well, you've got Cheltenham, you've got. Fairy House, you got Punchestown, you got Aintree, you've got Air. It's one yeah. festival after another. And yeah, yeah. I think Leopardstown just kind of jumps to go on in February, but it's per as you said, Chris, perfectly placed and you know, couldn't ask for much more. Perfect. Uh I don't know what's happened to Declan. He is around, he will be coming. Um, don't you worry about that. He's got the wine, he's already recorded a video with me tonight. I'm on the wine, and he's clearly on the Guinness there. You know, mm -hmm. we're sponsored by Vineyard in Portugal tonight <laughs> and Guinness, so that's all that matters. Um, no Stephen again tonight. He's out doing a job as he is. You know, we'll hopefully see him next week. But that's uh, another matter. Stephen, we love you. We will see you soon, buddy. Uh, Lauren's coming over to Ireland this weekend, isn't she, Anna? 
she is indeed yeah can't wait yeah. to see lauren always great uh, her and her father um john yeah no they're they're great company and yeah very much looking forward to seeing them and, and obviously a few others a lot of a lot of racing people coming over it's always a great weekend to catch mm. up with a lot of people super um looking forward to my next racing trip is in a couple of weeks myself actually i'm at Haydock with carlos i don't know if he's watching tonight but carlos is going to be there on the 18th for the grand national trial we'll be there mm. um going fancy say he's big on chat is a chasing fire is that the ollie murphy horse yeah i think so yeah novice yeah. hurdler yeah yeah i like it i i quite like to look at him now myself um impressed about market raising on boxing day or stevens's day over here the proper proper temper and uh, um, gonna get try and give all the weight away at sandown and and hopefully mm. you know on a side note i don't think the top top british novice hurdlers now there's not many of them mm. but there wouldn't be a big there wouldn't be a big gap between them and the top irish ones i wouldn't say yeah I, I don't know if there's many top irish novices at the minute um the handicapper doesn't think so anyway a lot of them are getting ratings in the mid 130 so it will be interesting to see uh somebody some some of the british ones might actually you know might actually be a bit of value just because of this notion that irish horses are completely clear at the minute mm. and that may be true if you look at you know irish to english winners at cheltenham in the last few years but that pendulum will swing again and you know big owners you know will want easier opportunities for the horses and, and this it could swing mm -hmm. around never know so um yeah there's some very very interesting english novice hurdlers and i wouldn't be surprised if you know they start getting their own back now uh you know making inroads they're obviously not going to get as many winners as ireland but that yeah. i wouldn't think they're going to get as blown out as they have in the last two three years well, we hope so. We don't want to be a laughing stock like we have been in the past, anyway. Mm -hmm. And uh, we might need to digress, buddy, and just continue, really. I mean, uh, what I will say just before we go into the Dublin Race Festival, if uh -huh. every day we have released some of our charity tipping competitions. Now, lots of people have selected different charities this year, mm -hmm. and hopefully whoever wins this is going to donate the £100 to a, a charity of their choice. And... You know, there's been many charities, you know, mentioned cancer research, children's, you know, research into children's medicines. Um, uh, even Caitlin's done one for a, a, jo a, a jockey's fund over in America. So oh, fantastic. One last night. I did one with her last night, which was good. Um, and if you've not seen those, make sure you check them out. They're on our YouTube site that we're releasing them mm. every, every 8 a.m. every day for the coming week. Declan's yeah. is probably going to be near the last one that is out. Um, Andy's Andy's is already out. Andy's yeah. dad's was out today, which was which has been a big hit. Um, <laughs> he kept it for forty minutes. <laughs> yeah, no, that's that's probably why everyone enjoyed it. Declan mm. just appeared in the background and then disappeared again. Hopefully, hopefully he's all right. Um, but we're going to crack on, Andy. We're going to crack on with this um, Leopardstown card, but we've got mm. eight races to get through tonight. And the first one is the Nathaniel Lacey and Partners so, uh, Solicitors. This is the bonus race, isn't it for? For Cheltenham for the stable staff, which is a yeah. really, you know, it's mm. a really good incentive, isn't it? Really, um, yeah. And we have a obviously this is the only um, novice uh, that we're sending over to you this year. With with we've all been caught in here with Nigel, mm. Sam Twist, and Davis, who's you know been impressive so far. I think um, since yeah. he came from pointing divisions and then he won the bumper, and then mm -hmm. he won quite well last time. You know, we've got Cade Paris for Willie Mullins, who's been very well touted, and I noticed that on Ash's podcast, he put him up a couple of weeks ago. Good land for Barry, Barry Connell, who's always spoke highly of this horse. He's yeah. the favourite, though, at 11-4 to 4 with, you know, some other ones in there, some well-known names, American Mike, Grange mm -hmm. Claire West, who was rather disappointing last time, wasn't it? 
And then we might as well kick things off, Andy, because I know that there's one in here that you were mentioning um, that you quite like. I know you're probably mm. not talk, start talking about this one, but absolute notions at 14 to 1 for Rob Kerr. Um, reasoning mm -hmm. for this one, Andy. Yeah. Um, look, he's a handicap marker 131. So off the basis of that, he's a lot to find. Um, because to win a grade one, you know, you, at this time of the year, you'd want to be flirting with at least a high 140s, low 150s. Um, I don't think this race is going to take as much winning as it has in recent years. And even if you go back, like, this race is perfectly placed. You know, there's some horse go to the Ballymore from this, others can go to the Bartlett. But, you know, it hasn't been the strongest of grade ones, if you do peel it back. Like, latest exhibition is probably the best winner of this race in recent times. Um, like, we've had horrible renewals of this. I think the first time, the first Dublin Racing Festival, I think T Tower Bridge was, was the winner. Um, at a at a telephone numbers prize for Joseph O'Brien, um, yeah, like it last year I think yeah Manella Kakuna now he didn't do a whole lot wrong actually getting beaten by the nice guy twice, uh, thereafter. So he you know he was another top probably one of the better winners of the race as well. But um, absolute notions yeah rated one hundred and thirty one, uh, winner of the Land Rover bumper on his race course debut, which is a high degree high level of form. It's a a bumper for horses bought out a land rail land rover sale um which is run at the punchestown festival he was a 25 to 1 winner of that and uh, did it in really good style uh, he came out then and beat deep cove on his hurdling debut um it looked like deep cove had him dead to rights but absolute notions just you know found another gear went into overdrive ran a little bit green but was well on top of the line and then i just don't think he was suited about by leading and having omitted hurdles at navin I, I thought he was there to be shot at. He didn't go a very good clip. Um, I think in the pockets a much faster horse than him. Um, and that's why we're going to see him on Sunday in the two-mile race. And three-card brag, they like they went slow, but they got racing early. So the race kind of suited us. Uh, you know, three-card brag who was staying on late uh, in the pocket, pleading for the line. He just done enough early on to kind of hold on. I just think the complexion of the race just... I think he was a little bit unfortunate to finish third is basically what I'm getting at. Now, what he's going to need here, he's going to need a pace to aim at. Um, Gordon's book, Dennis O'Regan. So I'm going mm. to assume that absolute notions are going to be held up with a view to maybe trying to close late. Um, and I just think that if, you know, there is a pace to aim at, there is, you know, it's not absolutely guaranteed, but I think the Barry Connell horse um good land is going to go forward he went forward in his maiden i don't see why they would revert on that i'd um, say we've well been caught's going to go forward too under he could well do like he didn't at cheltenham but he did obviously on his next start mm -hmm. um and you know nigel twist and davis obviously in the um paper this week saying like this is this horse is cheltenham they're coming over they're specifically targeting this race um which kind of pays pays a great kind of homage to, to Herms Allen and how much they respect that horse yeah. and if you do like him this week you should be probably back in Herms Allen for the Ballymore because like if you think he can beat the Irish over here what the hell is going to get near Herms Allen at, at, at yeah. Um, but anyway you go through it then American Mike bit of an enigma probably hyped on his bumper form we kind of spouted that it was a red flag him starting at two and three quarter miles at Down Royal uh, probably he probably wasn't right at Navin when he fell at the last um, beaten by Don Rising or he didn't fall at the last, sorry, he just kind of paddled after the last, didn't he? It was the no meat horse that fell at the last. Mm. Um, yeah, I don't think he was quite right. Cool Survivor probably has a lot to find, and um, probably more suited to a three-mile trip. Um, 
you know, that race did kind of turn into a bit of a dash at Cork. They went slow early on. I don't think that suited him. He ran well under 11-3, but I think that run kind of leaves him with a little bit to find unless Hidden Valley Lake is an absolute machine, uh, which he could be, but, you know, it, you're getting 40 to 1 if you think that. Deep Cave, mm. as I said, impressive on his herd, uh, on his second hurdle run, but I just think absolute notions has him held in a truly run race. Um, good land only has a Ballymore entry, so they obviously are favoring this horse's speed. So this is, you know, two miles six. Shouldn't be any problem for him. I think he's, I think they're going to try and at least make all. He did get, you know, he could get very much get a soft lead in front. His maiden hurdle form is very in and out. Like Tagman ran badly only last week. Mm. Embassy Gardens was in behind, but I think that race completely fell apart. And I think he's probably the worst priced horse at the, at the Cheltenham Festival uh, going forward. I think he's Albert Bartlett's favourite in some places, which I find absolutely wild. Um, I, I don't think that maiden hurdle form is that strong because uh, I'm going on the basis that Embassy Gardens was flattered at Thurless. Um, Grange Fair West. Yeah. Sorry, Chris. I thought it was flattered, flattened too. Mm. Flattered. Um, Grange Clare West had Miner's Lung at Nace, a reported coffin after. Uh, he was impressive before that, but again, like Danny Mullins riding. Um, can you see him making a run? I, I don't think he's kind of built like that. Uh, Not for Quaid, me. Yeah, Quaid de Paris, he kind of fell in at Tremor. Now, he was giving weight away to the runner-up who was uh, Birdier Bust. Yeah. But Birdier Bust was then runner-up on his next start, but in excess who was a, another Willie Mullins novice, just he put birdie or bust to the sword very, very, like, way easier than Quay de Paris did. And mm -hmm. albeit those are over two miles, but like surely he's only that price because Townend has chosen him. Sure, like I can't really justify him being nine to two on the back of what he did on his uh, Irish debut. Sander Clagan was beaten at Galway by three-card brag and three-card brag jumped like a snooker table that day and still beat him easy. Uh -huh. Um, and that form hasn't worked out. The runner-up, that form at Galway has worked out, but the runner-up um, from Sandor Clegan's Punchestown maiden win uh, was well beaten at Newcastle, and Sam's Choice and Green Glory were in behind in that maiden hurdle, but that Sandor Clegan won. You could say the form is boosted by them, but <laughs> I wouldn't say they were, um, what's the nice way to say it? Like, uh, Basically, I wouldn't say they were off, essentially. Uh, that day it punches down and when they went and won handicaps on their next starts um at Leopardstown at Christmas time. So like you go through the whole field, you there's holes to pick in pretty much all of them. And um, we've all been caught. Look, he's a pretty fair price, but you know, he, he was well beaten by Herms Allen, but then you know, we went and won at Cheltenham on his next start and, and it was very much improved form and yeah, he could. Him and him and Goodland could set it up, but like if you're if you're if you're a big fan of we've all been caught, surely Herms Allen would be should be nearly your nap at a festival if you think we've all been caught as winning this. Mm. Um, I'm not saying we've all been. I'm not basing we've all been caught's chances. I think he's a very good chance there. He's a very very nice horse. Um, but I think him and Goodland could eyeball each other, and I just think the way Absolute Notions shaped on his in his maiden hurdle and his Land Rover bumper, if he. If hold-up tactics are deployed by him, I could just see him closing very, very late because I think he's going to get this trip really well, and I think the race could really suit him. And um, I think 14-1 to 1 is just too big for him. So, yeah, it'd be absolute notions for me, Chris. Nice price there from Andy. Uh, Declan, welcome along. We got you. We had a few problems, but put, put, put a few cent in the meter. <laughs> <laughs> Finally. 
a couple of technical issues. Mm. He's got it. He's got it. Deck, anything that you want to add towards this race? Um, yeah, you went for absolute notions, Andy, was it? Yeah. Yeah. Look, oh, it's I, I'm a big fan of Deep Cave. I, I was impressed with his maiden win at Leperstown at Christmas. Um, like I thought he stayed really well. And on that, you'd have to like absolute notions because he beat him comfortably enough, I think. Um, mm. It's just absolute notions didn't stay too strongly at, at Nice. Um, yeah, I think he just got found. I think they went slow and the fact that he was in front... I think just did not suit him. I think he was a sitting duck personally. I think the, I think the way the race with the two omitted hurdles just yeah. But I he, think you just scratch it off. Three card bag rag could could be a bit of a plotter and um mm. you know who was the other one in the pocket was it yeah yeah it wasn't a bad it, race now no in the pocket's a fair horse but mm. I just just don't like the fact that you, you know you probably had a speed horse and a plotter there. Beating him like which is it? Was he outstayed or did he not have to turn a foot? Like you know, did, did anything come out of the race to say you know he finished toward it? It was a fair race. I was just a little bit disappointed with that. Now the ground was terrible that day, um, mm. at Nice it really it was really really bad, uh, mm. and they did go around the last two hurdles. It should be noted that just before they backed him off the boards as well. So they were obviously That's expecting right. a lot more. Yeah, he was well back. back the self, Andy. <laughs> can I obviously can I just put in there, Deck? I mean, obviously I'm looking at the jockey bookings, and I know Andy, you've indicated that Dennis O'Regan is, is booked on absolute notions because you think he's going to be a hold up horse. Why has mm -hmm. Davey not chosen to ride absolute notions then? Well, is it because of that that fact of Danny of Dennis? They just sometimes sometimes trainers get something into their head and that's it. They're quite pig-headed mm. about it, and there's no talking to them. They were bitterly disappointed at Navin with mm. American Mike. Mm. But to me, the writing was on the wall when he made his hurdling debut over two mile six. Like, I just don't think he's good enough. But I'd say Gordon just has it in his head that this is a really, really good horse. And, yeah. you know, sometimes you get it in all walks of life. Like, you get it in football, too. Managers have something in their head, and that's it. There's no talking to them. Yeah. And I think for in that yard, they just think American Mike is the base knees. Yeah. And I think everyone else is going, hey, if a fucking real. Like, <laughs> you know, why, why did he start over two mile six at Down Royal? Um, and and then you might ride him again at Cheltenham. You know, yeah. they'll find another excuse. But they were bitterly disappointed at Navin. And I just thought, he ran, he ran as I expected. Mm -hmm. to run. And I think, I think uh, Afferdale Fiori had him cooked. I know he came down, but I think he was... he was. It was travelling really well, wasn't it? Yeah, I don't even... Did they go too fast? I, I, I just don't. Right, American Mike. Um, yeah. He was a good bumper horse, but mm. it's jump raising. Um, mm. and, and, you know, the, the bumper farm's there to be picked apart. Like, we've done it all. We were doing it when everyone was hyping it up, and you, you just take Faso Vega out of it, who's clearly a, an extremely good horse. You take him out of it, and, and what are you left with? Like, you know, yeah. not very good animals. Um, Faso Vega's head and shoulders above anything that ran in that bumper. But look, I, I, I don't know. It, it sounds like he will be held up if, if Dennis is riding absolute mm, yeah. Um I, I wouldn't be obviously surprised to see Deep Cave turn the tables with him. Um, 
and I'd give them an outside squeak. The two of them are actually decent enough prices, but I actually like uh, the Raider. We've all been caught, and I've mentioned them on here a few times. I actually put them up at the start of the season as the horse to follow. That was his, his hurdling debut at um, at Cheltenham when Hermes Allen finished ahead of him in the grade two, and he stormed home. Uh, he looked force B. And he stormed home. And then he's gone. He won a maiden at Cheltenham. Uh, the horse who was second, Rock My Way, won last week uh, mm. at Cheltenham. Yeah. And the horse he beat in a bumper, you know, he's he's won a bumper. He's got plenty of toe. And I talked about this horse as the Imperial Commander. I talked about it as a gold cup horse. And there are obviously the comments we've seen. They're going to take their time with him. He's not definitely going to Cheltenham. Yeah. Tom Scudamore should say that Tom Scudamore got off Rock My Way last week at Cheltenham and said, obviously Tom doesn't ride, you know, every table, but he said it was he was the second best novice that he's ridden this year. Rock My Way, yeah, Rock My Way. Yeah, who's Tom Scudamore been riding this year? Well, that's what I'm. That's what I'm probably <laughs> going to get out because he's probably not been riding. riding who, who's the best? Who who do you say was the best? He didn't say he was the best, so I've got. I, I, if anyone wants to make out, <laughs> not really as much Chris. The best, no, novice hurdler. Yeah, he's he's obviously ridden a novice hurdler this year. That he's obviously above that winner oh, last wait, week. Wait. He's, he's ridden one better than him last he's year or him. ever. <laughs> no, no, just this year. Find it out. Somebody find that's, it out. That's, that must be pretty offensive to rock my way, then, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> He said, anyway. well, he, well, that's what I, I need to go back and look at that. He definitely said it. Uh, look, I, I really like him. He, he, he beat Collector's Item in a bumper who's come out on one. He, he was actually finished behind him in that grade two at Cheltenham. He, he's won recently. Um, I, he's the pace to win a bumper. I'd say he stays really, really well. I, I don't know where they'd run him. I always thought he was going to be an Albert Barker horse, but maybe he does go to Cheltenham and run the Ballymore. I think he's he's going to be a very, very good horse. And I hope they do look after him. You know, I, I hope he doesn't go to Cheltenham and he jumps the fence next year and mm. we might see a serious animal then. But I, I really, really like him for this. Um, the, all the monies, oh, I don't know whether, it's it's probably not money. They've just cut the price because Paul has chosen Quay de Paris. Like, I, yeah. I see people on, on Twitter jumping up and down like they've backed the winner there because the price yeah. has got slashed. I mean, fuck off when this cunt is beaten. Like, is Tramar <laughs> Maiden winner? And the farm doesn't look the strongest. Um, it's very, very difficult to see. I, I don't know how people have looked at his farm and gone, right, this this thing's going to be a good horse. Um, Grange Clare West just put a line through the last run. He's got to have a chance if he's as good as what he showed at Navin. Um as Andy said, he did cough after the race, so you just forgive, forgive him that. He was very, very good at Navin that day. Um, Paul's obviously got to make the choice, but you know maybe Navin's sticking out in his head. Maybe he's been a bit pig-headed about that. Um, but from what I've seen, and I've seen Grand Square West in the flesh, he's a better horse than than the Rich Richie horse. Um, American Mike, look, you know, we, we, he jumps like a combine harvester. So we've already covered that. The favourite, uh, Good Land. Like there's a lot of hype about these Barry Connell horses now. Anyone sell the Temple Oaks seems to be having their bollocks on them every time they <laughs> run. Um, he they're was all rich. Here. <laughs> they're all rich with his bloody strikers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> South Dubliners. Fucking, the rich get richer. <laughs> <Nothing> <laughs> daddy's money on to him. Uh, look, 
he was impressive. Uh, he beat Embassy Embassy guys. I think Andy's right about the race. Uh, the McKernan horse went out in front very, very fast. Nothing could really. He he stayed on really well. The he, well, he was beaten, tiny he little was tail flash there as well. Even even in isolation, I'm telling you now, he's going to end up in the betting ring when he comes under pressure in the Albert Bardla. Who Embassy, Embassy Gardens? Embassy Gardens. He's going to end up causing havoc now in the betting ring. If if Gaelic Warrior hasn't done it earlier in the week, he'll he'll make sure he does anyway. <laughs> yeah, look, I wasn't. Although it was visually impressive, I wasn't blown away by it purely by the the run of the McKernan horse. Um, Sandor Clegan, he was second to three card brag um, at Galway before winning a punch down or two more five. Um, he was second in the bumper here last year, but. I think he's very, very short here. Um, look, I, I, I really like. We've all been caught. It's very competitive. It's very open. This. So I, I really like. We've all been caught. If Grangecare West is the horse, so I say that Navin, he's a big, big danger, and I'd be wary of absolute notions in Deep Cave. Um, and I wouldn't be overly surprised to see Deep Cave, you know, reverse the form with absolute notions. But I, I go for the Raider. Uh, Andy said they, they've said this is a Cheltenham and I hope they look after him. I hope they skip Cheltenham with him and they see a serious animal next year. Okay, thanks very much, boys. So that's two decent outsiders there. Well, not outsiders, mm. but decent prices there. With all, we've all been caught. I, we have we have some on Deep Cave deck. Do you think? Sorry, what? we have anything on Deep Cave. Do we have anything on them? No, will, will you anything? have anything on Deep Cave? Do you think on the day? No, I, I'm gonna back. We've all been caught. Yeah, um, yeah, look, it's 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 open. It's very very open. Mm. I wouldn't be busting me balls to lump on something here because it's so open. Um, okay. We should get a lot of answers from this race. Yeah, yeah. Right, cheers, Deck. We've all been caught for you, and Andy's on absolute notions. Thanks very yeah. much, boys. Let's just if, the last thing, Chris. Though, just if if. Did Martin Pipe and the Cheltenham handicaps? If that was still three runs, and you see absolute notions with his Irish mark one three one, Dennis O'Regan would have been hanging out the back and staying out the back because one three one completely underestimates him. I, I'd imagine. Um, <laughs> but anyway, uh, oh, and the last thing, Quay de Paris. I know Paul Townend's been booked. Who won this race last year? Manella Cocooner. Who rode oh. him? Danny Mullins. So I wouldn't look into that jockey book, and I wouldn't say will he be. Very sure between Quay de Paris and Grange, Grange, Grange Clare West at this stage. Cheers very much, Andy. I was just having a look through the Tom Scudamore rides that he's had this year in novice hurdles, and literally I can't find him on many. And if he's saying, I'm going to have to watch that interview back because I'm sure he said it was the second. I can't find one. I can't find one yeah. that I think would be better than that horse at all. So I'd be interested anyway. Um, yeah, I'll have a look through back through that. If I see anything, I'll put it on my Twitter. A few people in the chats there tonight. Thanks very much, everybody who's joining in tonight. Um, I see the uh, Prime Minister's there, John. <laughs> John Major. There we go, Prime Minister. Richard Hogan, Michael Kieran O'Connor. Thanks very much, everybody who's joining the chat. If we see anything in there, we'll put it up on the screen if it's relevant to the race anyway. Try our best. The next race we want to look at is the Spring Juvenile Hurdle, which is the second race on Saturday's card. And there's a very short price favourite here who's... Also favourite for the Triumph Hurdle here in Lossiemouth and very short, 4 to 11, with Galamacau at... Galamacau. 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 Is that right? I don't know. Lauren isn't here, so <laughs> she's usually the one that's... I can say what I want. Yeah. Galamacau. Galamacau, yeah. 5 to 1 there for Willie. Um, Willie's 
like got five or six seven of the nine here chris wow ridiculous yeah. unbelievable um that just goes to show the power that he's got in these juvenile hurdles this year lossy mouth is going to take some beating though isn't he under she oh i've done it again <laughs> you've done it again you're not good with the genders chris um yeah look willie is seven of the nine here it's it's almost impossible to assess really um especially with blood destiny being uh defecting and, and not running which is a major pity because blood destiny versus lossy mouth would have been quite a duel um look if you're taking the four to eleven you want she is the best she is the best in this race on form but the two races that she's won in ireland have been crawls um and her form has been franked by the likes of Comfort Zone, who's won two truly run races in the meantime at Chepstone at Cheltenham. So Lossie Mouth is very talented. She's very quick. She'd do a job on the flat. I wouldn't be surprised if she was up to listed class group three on the flat. Like that's yeah. how quick, that's how decent looking she is. Mm. But she hasn't ran in an end-to-end -end gallop. And the fact that Willie has seven of the nine here and maybe ascending goes to the front or... You know, Danny Mullins lets Gala Marceau go because she was so keen on her Irish debut. She's going to win this um, as easy as she likes. So what I want to see, what we can possibly learn here, if we get a truly run end-to-end -end race, this could see Lossie Mouth go odds on for the Triumph Hurdle because that's the one question mark she needs to answer. She's won two doddles in Ireland. Can she win when they go lickety split from A to B? Because... Yeah something will do that at cheltenham something will try and test her stamina we don't know if she stays yet um which is quite crazy to say she's settled she's a beautiful racehorse she absolutely deserves to be trying favor but we need to see her in an end to end gallop gallimarceau has the talent to take her along um it was a minor miracle that she was second on her irish debut i've never seen a horse pulled so hard and hit the line so well but yeah. lossy mouth just had the experience and the temperament over that day um, I think Gallimarceau is a serious, serious animal. And I think this time next year, I wouldn't be surprised if there was very little between her and Lossy Mouth because when she learns to settle, there's going to be a hell of a lot of improvement there. Uh, you look through the rest of them, Chinsa, uh, look, Philly for next year, probably it's, I think it's her Irish debut. Um, and she's already actually, I think she she might have ran in Lossy Mouth's race. I'm not sure if it's, oh, it's her right. or someone else. Yeah, like it's going to be hard to, to kind of, you know, justify her turning any form there. Uh, Tekeo is, I believe, the Boodle's favourite at the minute. Uh, Boodle's I mean, favourite is actually Comfort Zone. Is it? I think, well, yeah. he won't run in it, so... You, you probably have a different favourite in, in every... Yeah, look Takeo, look, Takeo was the 27th of uh, December maiden winner up here. That's usually a very good race. The likes of Ivanovich Gorbachev won that. Sererik has won it. Um, like, it's a really, really good maiden. He won that and has a rating of 121. So I'd be very surprised if he was getting um I'd be very surprised if he was getting competitive here. And he'd probably be better off at the weights of comfort zone based on their first run at Nace. Um when Takeo ran quite green, but comfort zone was well on top. But he's rated 121. He could get in off a very nice weight in the in the boodles, and look, he's probably gonna be take all the beating there. Uh Jared Fett was tailed off behind Lossy Mount last time. Gust of Wind was impressive in his uh, only run in France, uh, over two mile two, um, and it's a debut for Willie Mullins. You know, I think I think there could be a bit of money for him. 
Uh, he's been a bit of a drifter since declarations, but that's probably because Sean O'Keefe is up on him. I wouldn't look in any way into that. Um, he's probably the one at the double figure price you could take the flyer on to maybe run mm-hmm. third because I think I think the two fillies are going to dominate this race. I think Gusta Wind has the chance of finishing third um, and ascending. Um, nice flat form. He was a nice horse. Um, he's by Autad. Uh, wasn't beaten far by Takio. Um, could well reverse that form with with Takio. You know, probably having the builders in mind. But I don't think he'd be troubling the protagonists here. So I think the two fillies finish first and second. Lost him out beating Gallimer. So and if you really want to get adventurous, um, the fourteen to one shot gust of wind. I wouldn't say he actually has to beat a whole lot to finish third here, based on his French run. Cheers, Andy. Well, Deck, anything you want to add to this one? Uh, look, I, I never have a massive opinion on on the flat rats. Um, Lassie Mouth has been very, very impressive. She's kind of just grabbed her races by the scruff and, and put them to bed. I think she's been very good. Um, I don't think she will turn out as good as her stablemate, Blood Destiny, however. Um, Gala Marcel... She obviously has the seven lengths to find, but as Andy said, she was very, very keen um, the last day. And if she does settle, she could be a lot closer to Lossie Mouth. Now, seven lengths is still it's a decent few lengths to, to find to, and, and reverse the form. Um, goes to wind. Like, he's won a French hurdle, uh, and he was actually 30 lengths ahead of Jazzy Matty. And, and Jazz, you know, um, Jazzy Matty was behind Takao. Look, I, I don't have massive interest in this race, and I I think Ilate Thompson might have made his debut for Willie Mullins in this race last year, and ran into the places. Uh, maybe Gusta Wind could do the same here. Um, but yeah, it, it's it's going to be difficult to beat the Phillies. I think I I think Nassim is going to be very very difficult to beat. It's obviously a shame we don't see Blood Destiny too, is it? In this one deck, um, yeah, it is. I would have been really really keen on, on Blood Destiny, but like if we was forced to have a bet here. I'd probably be rolling the dice with Gusta Wind. Yeah. All right. Cheers very much, boys. Uh, let's move on to the next race that we're going to have a look at, which is the Irish Arkle, which is a fascinating race. I'm really, really interested to hear both of your opinions on this, boys. Um, and this, it's attracted some decent entries too. With appreciate it at seven to four, top there with Dysart Dynamo, who's Danny Mullins's mount for eleven to four. El Fabiolo, Daryl's over to ride for Willie as well in the green, double green steed. Colours there at first 32. Bambridge, want a horse that Steve um, has put up in his Cheltenham selections this year at sevens. Semoir at 12s, Fildor 14s, and then Flamebearer and Visionary around out the rest of the field. Um, where do you want to start here, Declan? Um, do you want to start with with something like Appreciate It? Yeah, look, he's he certainly looks the most complete of any of these. Um I've always thought he'd be better over Forder, but he's been he's a supreme winner. Um he won didn't he win out here over two miles over hurdles? Like he's achieved the most out of this. Um mm. well the rest of them are, you know, they, they all kind of have p- potential. I just don't think any of them are as complete as appreciated. Like even when you see him, he's a fabulous looking horse. Yeah. Um, he's an absolute beast of a thing, and he—I I just think he's head and shoulders above any of this. He's very—he's he's very uncomplicated. Uh, you do what you want with him, um, and he look. 
it, it's it's probably his age. What is he nine now? Appreciate it. Yeah, nine. Yeah. Yeah. Nine year old. chasers now. It, what always stands out in my mind is is Willie said he he'd go over further and he kept him at two miles because he was so impressive at Leopardstown in the novice hurdle. Mm. So it's always in the back of my mind that he'd be vulnerable over two miles um, to a real two miler. But having seen all these, I think he's just better than them. Is um, that not what Dysart Dynamo is though? Like, yeah, but I, I, I don't know if he's good enough. Like mm. Dysart Dynamo, he won very easy around here. We haven't seen an awful lot of Dysart Dynamo. He'd no real race in um, the Moscow Flyer last year. He, he was running a big race when he came down in the Supreme, but we don't know if he'd have found anything. Once he came around that bend, uh, mm. we don't know whether it was a tired fall. We only seen what we seen up until that, and it was too out. It's it's too far out to to really tell. Uh, and then he was pulled up at Punchestown, so we don't mm. know an awful lot about Dysart Dynamo. And he he didn't get a chance to show us anything uh, at Christmas. Mm. Bambridge, uh, he was toward in the Drinmore. We did win over two miles at Cheltenham. Um, I think the trip is fine for him. You know, he was a Martin Pipe winner, but I think this trip is fine for him. Uh, he could be one of the ones to to trouble appreciated. I actually, you know, El Fabiolo, his jumping was only okay and he wasn't even under any pressure at Fairy House. Uh, he's another one we haven't seen an awful lot of, uh, apart from the entry run. But entry runs can be funny. Uh, you can't really hang your hat on them. So we don't really know anything about him. Sam Raw is... He's a great one winner, you know, and people seem to forget that. But he he did reverse the form that day with Feed R. Feed R beat him in the beginner's chase. But I don't think Sam Waugh is anywhere near as good as appreciated as a racehorse. Yeah. Um, Feed R, I absolutely forgive him that uh, Leperstown run at Christmas. He made a bad mistake and he probably done well to finish toward. We see Vitor, Vitor be beaten the race. I think he made a bad mistake. Um, Champagne Fever might have been beaten in the race, made a bad mm. mistake. Uh, this is all the two mile novice chase at Leperstown at Christmas. Uh, our Vika Legionnaire, he left a horse shaped hole in the fence. Uh, he ended up winning the race. Bailey Green chased him home, I think. Like, we've seen really good novice chasers be beaten in that race after bad mistakes. You just do not get a chance to fill up again and have another go. So, he, he's only getting the two pound this time, but I think feed are. I think he's probably going to be second to appreciate it. Flame Bearer, they're still absolutely raving about him. I was raving about him last year. He's threatening to be very, very good, but his jumping has to improve. Now, it was better the last day, but I don't know what he done at the last. I couldn't mm. even explain it to you. <laughs> um, and look, Visionarian can't be discount, discounted as a, you know, an each way bet. He was second to Sam Raw at Christmas, and he looks like he's going to make a decent chaser. Um, I, I wouldn't want to be getting too close with him because he's probably... You know, there's probably handicaps to be picked picked up for him. Mm. Um, you know, he could be one you'd be targeting at the Dan Moore next year at Ferry House. Um, look, I just think appreciate it is a genuine grade one horse where I'm not sure there's another in the field outside. Maybe feed or yeah. he's time on the side. Um, but appreciate it. like Andy seen him at Nays the last day, like he's. What's he like? He's a beast. He's a, he's a he's he's a big lad. He's just he's a wardrobe of a thing. Like he's just a wild yeah, like big he, and just 
And he, he fills the eye. He fills the eye. Is the, yeah, exactly. And he's a multiple. He's a multiple grade one winner, even though it was only a novice company. What they they think so much of him that they brought him back to run of the champion hurdle last year. Yeah, you know, I don't know how many more in this field would be able to do that, or or who think that much of them at home. Well, um, San Raw was fourth in the champion hurdle last year, which wasn't a bad effort. I think he was anyway. He, he was fourth in a champion hurdle. Don't know which one. Mm. Maybe, it was was the years, maybe it was two years. Maybe it was two years. Maybe it was two years. But I don't think he's as anyway. good a horse as Appreciate. I, I think Appreciate is probably mm. good value here at the price. Yeah, I think, I, so. I think he probably should be close to the even money or even odds on because mm. he, he there's nothing wrong with his jumping and he's just better than the ball. Cheers, Dick. Uh, Andy, do you want to just summarise your selection in this one? Yeah. Um, well, first of all, this is the race of the week. I cannot like maybe like maybe the the Durkin from. I think the Durkin that Alaho won that was just so deep that I think like Yanadil and, um, you know, I think Min was in it and maybe uh, yeah, you know, you know what Dur the Durkin that Alaho won that was just so deep and everyone's going on about it. Like this is almost a novice equivalent. Like, I know obviously he's, he's English, but you're only missing John Bond here, and this is basically the article. Yeah. And this, and you know, bubbles are going to be burst here, or some horse are not going to run to expectations. This probably, race is probably going to be better than the article. Um, like, it's it's a fantastic race. And, and like, Willie, like, he got a lot of scrutiny because he had so many entries this week, but he doesn't have to run all these horses against each other. Now, at the end of the day, he probably has no choice. <laughs> like there's not too many races that mm. horses this talented can run in, but you know, still credit where it is due. Um, so look, appreciate it. He's favorite seven to four. And deck, I think you're dead right. I think it's, um, I think this horse get, gets a bit of unfair rep because he won a two and a half mile bumper, and there, were, there was always that talk about him going up and trip. He won the Supreme in a very similar fashion to constitution hill just a really fast relentless gallop where he continued to stay on and he did he shaped like a horse that would appreciate further but there's not a lot of evidence in his form to suggest yeah. that you want to go further with him like he keeps winning over two miles like why would you step him up like if he's if he's constantly winning like eventually you want to see horses step up like you know shishkin and altio are always calling for them to be stepped up but and maybe because appreciate it's a nine-year-old you know that that could that could factor into it too but he obviously as well hasn't been the easiest horse to train but in that you'd have to maybe assume that last year even though he picked up an injury you would have to assume he was still getting schooled over fences last year before he picked up his injury so he probably has a lot more experience over fences than people think just albeit not on a race course like you would have to factor that in he is a nine-year-old like he's the finished article right now like he's at the peak of his powers and he absolutely is deserving to be favoured. Two from two over fences. Um, Sorry, Andy. And just to cut across mm -hmm. you, with how lightly raced he is. He, Age wouldn't really be significant, yeah. Not yeah. over two miles. Not, no. He, the two-mile trip is not as taxing. Mm. So you might, like, you mightn't see the best of him until he's 11. You, know? <laughs> you, might, be, you might be wrong. Nice. Definitely next year. Anyway. You Definitely know, next year. As a two-miler, he could be mm. at his peak at 11 with how lightly raced he is. Yeah, sure. You do see it with like you know, Sprinter Sacra Moscow Flyer, uh, Specialty Ara. Like they do, they can go on to 11, yeah. no problem whatsoever. Mm -hmm. Even uh, the grey horse of uh, Nichols that won the champion chase, what's his name? Um, oh god, in the yellow cup, Um, yeah. like they do, they, they can go, they can go to a, a good old age to two miles. Um, but just I'll digress anyway, I'll go back. Um, Dysart Dynamo, 
the key to this race is not giving him an easy lead. And and I don't know, I'm not saying just, you know, press him, eyeball him, just stay in his girts. You'll, they'll force a mistake out of him. He's not, in my opinion, just not experienced enough. That His dominant display in the Moscow floor came on heavy ground. Look, he fell. We don't know what would have happened in the Supreme. I think he would have fell into a hole. I, I, I think it's just the most logical explanation that he would have fallen into a hole. Um, he was obviously not right at Punchestown, probably feeling that race at Punchestown. Um, El Fabiolo obviously ran John Bond close at Aintree. I think John Bond won that race despite being possibly over the top at Aintree. So I'd want to see them kind of reoppose. But I think John Bond would continue to form or uh, uphold the form. El Fabiolo, I think, also needs a bit more experience, kind of like Dysart Dynamo. They're two horses that I think could take what I'd call a sophomore leap. And what I mean by a sophomore leap is a horse that's in their second season, either over hurdles or over fences, they just progress. And um, we've seen it with Uwain Calor. I know he fell at the last of Tourless. Uh, but, you know, uh, French Dynamite's kind of shown it this year. Um, and then, like, going back, like, album photo, um, you know, horses that just get better with, with a bit of time. They have kind of, you know, they're not the best as novices. And I think El Fabiolo and Dysart Dynamo, I think experience might catch them out here. Uh, Phil Doran, San Ra, completely. Very, very hard to split. I agree with Deck as well. With you know, Fildor like absolutely clattered the second last, and I thought he did very well to finish as close as he did, despite that mistake. But the one for me, and I'm I'm mad on him here because I think the course and distance is perfect, the ground is perfect, the two mile one, the two mile one with the stiff finish, the, that uphill stiff finish at Leopardstown. There is a hill, guys. I swear to God, if you go to the track, <laughs> there is a hill at Leopardstown. Uh, I think this race is going to really suit Bambridge. I think he's going to travel into this race like an absolute dream. And the only horse I'd be afraid of is Appreciate It. But at the prices, I think Bambridge, what he did at Cheltenham, with jumping under severe pressure, like they went a good gallop in that race. He hammered Tommy's Oscar, who won a grade two at Doncaster. The form does look a bit better now. Um, the ground, I think, unraveled him in the Drinmore behind Mighty Potter at Ferry House. And Gallard de Manil, albeit... Not the nicest of grade ones was a grade one winner at, at Leopard Sound the 29th in the Flowgas. Mm. So, or the Neville's Hotel, sorry, not the Flowgas. Um, so the form is looking good. Even 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 in behind Bambridge that day, adamantly chosen, I think ran second in the grade one at Limerick. So the form is really stacking up. I think the trip is gonna suit Bambridge. He jumps impeccably well, he'd be staying on at the end. I think everything is gonna sue him here. Um and I, I think he's a fantastic price. He's actually one of my better bets of the week. I'm really like, I think he only has to be appreciated here personally. Uh, I think the others are just kind of lacking. And um, San Ra as well, pretty like San Ra Fildor. I think they'll be on the premises, but I, I really think Bambridge is going to take yeah. a big, big step forward here. We've seen Joseph do this with Larishberg, who was beaten in the Drimmore, albeit ran better in the Drimmore than Bambridge did behind Delta Work, but then came back to win two grade ones at Leopardstown over the uh, two-mile trip. I think Bambridge, I think they're, albeit he skipped Christmas, I think they're trying to follow a similar step here, and I think he's a huge threat to appreciate it. And I, I put him up in the charity thing for the article. Um, I'd still echo those sentiments, but he's a six-to-one shot here. He was as low as three-to-one, I think, midweek, because I, did, I don't. I think the anti-post markets anticipate a few of the Willie Mullins horses defecting, which they didn't. Um, so he's back out to like six to one, 13 to two. I think that's a cracking price. I think it's one of the best bets of the weekend. Um, and so it'll be Bambridge for me. I think he, I really think he only has to be appreciated here. Big shout from Andy in that race. Declan, your selection was again, uh, it was appreciated for me. 
appreciate it. Maybe we'll have a forecast there. Nice one, boys. Um, just before we move on, a little question there from Richard Hogan in the chat. Does appreciate it running here indicate to these uh, people who think he's going to run in the turners is not worth much now? Well, Andy's kind of, kind of touched mm. on that. Like, while he's doing the business over two miles, there's no real reason to step up. So, if he yeah. wins here, you assume he goes to the Arkle, don't you? Yeah. Yeah. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if he won here and stepped up. It depends. Like, if Willie Mullins is shitting his pants over John Bond, he might step up. If he thinks, if he mm -hmm. thinks, if he thinks Appreciator can beat Mighty Potter, or if he thinks Appreciator has a better chance to beat Mighty Potter over two and a half than he does beating John Bon over two, he'll step Mighty, he'll step Appreciator up, no problem. Now I don't think so. I think if he wins this, he goes to the Arco, but you couldn't yeah. rule it out coming from that yard. I yeah. think he only steps up if he runs like he needs it. To be honest, yeah. If he, yeah. Here, if he wins here like a good horse, he, he goes yeah. to the Arco. I'd agree. He just couldn't absolutely rule it out coming from that yard. I, I don't think Willie's ever too afraid of horses like you know no. you, you can you can say what you want about him and the domination but he's running his horses against each other like yeah it, it, you know there's a lot of people giving out about him having so many horses but at least he's running them and i don't mm. get you know it, it was great when one trainer had the first five and a five home in a gold cup but it's not good when willie's doing it mm. like you know you get domination in all sports you know manchester united dominated the Premier League yeah. for years and years and years. You know, I'm sure that fans thought it was great. Um, you know, you've had teams dominate. You've had the same tennis players dominate tennis yeah. for the last twenty years. Williams, Federer, Nadal, yeah. Like, yeah, you know, like you get this in sport. Vincent O'Brien dominated. Paul Nichols dominated in Britain. Like you know, he used to win every mm. Saturday chase. Um, it happens. It doesn't last forever. And mm. you know, he's raising the bar. And and others have stepped up in Ireland. Gordon stepped up. Henry stepped up. You know, if you have nobody to raise the bar, things won't improve. So, yeah. you know, fair folks to him. <laughs> Boys, uh, right, move on to the next one, which is the Irish Gold Cup. Um, the 3.05 on Saturday. Galapanda Sean running here is a very short price for us at 1-3. to three. Statler and Kenboy are going to try and make him work for this and Fury Road any second now. The big dog who has got Aspirations of the Grand National, I think, and Franco de Port is there at Fiji. Yeah, great, great, great. I, I, I really fancy the big dog this year for the national. Well, anyway, that's for, that's one for another time. I can tell you a story about the big dog, Chris. Yo, go, go. No, I'm yeah. not, not going to do it. No, it was, just, it, was just, it was just part of a, a four a four timer one day, but I'll I'll leave it at that. I'll just I'll oh, leave it okay. at that. You can text <laughs> it me later. You can text me later. Gallop under Sean. Um, Obviously, this is a stepping stone to well, it's it is a stepping stone towards Cheltenham. But do you anticipate him winning this then, Deck? Um, I think Gallopin de Champ would win any three mile chase, any race course. Um, it's just when he goes over that three miles, I I don't think he get home in a Gold Cup. Uh, with the pace they go over the trip, um, but. Uh, it's very I, I can't see him being beaten here. Like he's been frighteningly good so far. Uh, it is his first time at three miles and he did settle an awful lot better than the John Dorkin. And I just think we're you know, you should sit back and enjoy this. Um yeah. Statler was quite impressive. You know, he gave way to Manella Indo at Tremor. He actually gave him eight pound. He was only beating the neck. Uh Statler, he he stays well, he's a good turn of foot foot, he's a really good horse. Kenboy is arguably in the form of his life. Um racing against better opposition maybe than he ever did. Um 
and he could run a big race again. You know, uh, he ran a big race at Christmas. Fury Road. Fury Road, I think... Fury Road's worth a bet in the Gold Cup. I know I'm very keen on conflated, but he stays very, very well. And he was staying on at Christmas again. I think he'd be staying on, on here again. I just hope he don't. He's the sort of horse that fucking the owners go and run them in the Ryanair. You know, he's a little bit like First Lieutenant. Maybe not quite as good as First Lieutenant, but he's time to, to get there. And I will probably back Fury Road without galloping Deschamps. You can mm. get him at 11 to 2. Um, well, and definitely, I, I don't know what price he is, but he's definitely worth a couple of euro each way in the Gold Cup. Um, I, I think he'll definitely get the trip. Mm. And if he if he's not be too far out, he'll be staying on. And if Galloping Deschamps mm. has fallen into a hole, um, he might chase conflate at home. Have, have um, you got, just before you, just sorry to cut you off, Deck. Have you got something to vomit into near you by any chance? <laughs> because I'm yeah. gonna ruin you. I'm gonna ruin your evening here. Michael O'Leary, Michael O'Leary after the after the um Savills chase was saying how he wanted to win his own race. Uh, the Ryanair obviously at Cheltenham, and he said that Conflate is going to go for the Gold Cup, but he said they might bring Fury Road back in trip for the Ryanair. Like, why did they do oh, this? I just knew they did it. They ran First <laughs> Lieutenant in a Ryanair yeah. against right Ducard, and First Lieutenant wanted yeah. four miles. Like yeah. the further he went, the better he was, and they ran him in a fucking Ryanair. <laughs> Get him in the Ryanair. <laughs> Fury Road, like he's <laughs> probably built for the Gold Cup, like but. Oh, 80 to one for the gold cup not gonna run um look any second now and the big dog why not turn up here where else are you gonna run yeah you know they have to turn up here seeing a couple of stupid comments you know saying this race is it, it was looking like a, a grand national trial where the fuck do you want these horses to run like you know like yeah. where, where are they going to run they deserve their place in the lineup head up grand national trial two weeks time they, yeah, but fucking handicap. They probably yeah, have a good go at a three mile grade one in Britain. They probably have mm. a fucking right go at one. Like, yeah, they probably could have ran in the Cotswold Chase last week. They have to run somewhere. I don't think then, the big dog or any second out would have been out of place in that. No, they're they're rated right one sixty. They deserve mm. to run here, you know. But I'm Frank on the part. Um, look, he's he was a favourite. I mean, a long time he's he Christmas, but he, he he's not going to win this. Look, I just think I hope Gallop and Deschamps puts puts on a show. Mm. Andy, sum it up. I I I think I think Deck watched that the beginners chase with me with Gallop and Deschamps up in the yeah, 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 yeah. I started like jumping up and down down the back straights and like this was just it just made me so happy. Like I was genuinely like thinking that this is like. This is sick. This is one of the best things I've saw. Hmm. And, and it was only a beginner's chase. And But the, the best part about it, he cleared the last and went by the line and pulled down and couldn't pull up. He was nearly, he, he nearly, he was actually nearly quicker just down another circuit of the track than actually turning around and going back to the winning post. Like, I've never seen anything like it. They, they just could not pull the horse up. Um, it was majestic and looked very unlucky in the turners. But when, when you actually peel it back, like he's one to three to win this race. He's going to win this race. Bar an act of God, he wins this race. But when you actually peel it back, what he did to Fakir Duderi and Lifetime Ambition, okay, admittedly Lifetime Ambition, you know, he hasn't hasn't had the best of seasons. He was a bit below par Thurlis. But 
Fakir Duderay obviously winning the Kinlock Bray, multiple grade one winner in Britain in open company. Make sure just in Britain he doesn't win grade ones, open grade ones in Ireland, but he wins them in Britain. Um, <laughs> just going to reiterate that point. But what he did to those horses, like on the Billy Idol, like he barely Paul Town and barely moved a muscle. Like he gets three miles, we know that. Like this is first three mile start over fences, but. He's already beaten Statler by like 12 lengths of punches down over hurdles. And I know Statler's a better chaser. And I know Statler, I think this is only... Yeah, would better chaser than a hurdler. Yeah, exactly. So like he's progressed as well. I know Statler's only having, I think, his fifth or sixth start over fences. But like, he can up into Champs in another parish. And yeah, like it's... I've I've never seen a more anticipated two and a half furlongs in my life than when this lad gets to the bottom of the hill in the Jelly Roll Cup because you, I could actually see him. Yeah, you see him wandering. I'm trying, to, trying to articulate this. Like, um, I could see him being eight or nine lengths clear, and Paul Townend doing his best statue impression, like literally just holding the horse together over the second last, and he gets a dig in the shoulder over the last and the whip is coming out and the bha stewards are giving him 48 days by the time he's at the 50 <laughs> yard post <laughs> by the time he's at the 50 yard post i think he i still think he's going to win the gold cup um i think he'd be so far clear by the time he hit, hits the bottom of the hill like he'd be paddling in the last furlong and by the time he's a nine-year-old by the time he's a 10-year-old he probably won't get away with it but i think as an exuberant seven-year-old who has the equine racing world at his feet i think he'd be okay this year anyway and i think he's going to put on a show here i think he's going to end up in fox rock village by the time paul town and tries to pull him up (laughs) and i don't think anything's going to get near him um i think statler the big dog any second now they'll be all getting slaps down the shoulder halfway through their second circuit trying to keep up with this lad um like it's it's i just want him to put on a show and i think he will and i think he end up on like I think he could end up odds on for the Gold Cup, and like that—that's wild to even think about. Like, I don't even, did Cotto Star ever end up odds on for the Gold Cup? I don't like, think yes. Yeah, if like I own Gallop and Deschamps, I just win every three mile chase from him, and I fucking keep sending him to the Gold Cup, even though I knew he wasn't going to get the trip. <laughs> All favorite every year. So excited when he's coming down the hill, you know, over the last in front. Yeah. And then just be beaten, uh-huh. and then we be like, right, we'll get back to the drawing board. Win every three <laughs> mile race. I can't believe. I can't believe. The Gold Cup coming down the hill. Uh-huh. This is my year. Not falling into the hole. I can't believe. Maybe when he's about twelve, I'd come back and win a champion chase with him. <laughs> I can't believe yeah. you think he's a ten pound better Jack Adam. You are? anyway. I can't believe you think he's just a ten pound better, Jack. Adam. <laughs> um, no, but I think he's going to win this well. And look, I'd love to see the big dog run a blinder. Um, look, fair play to him for having a go. Um, but the funny thing is, like these, everything that Gallop and Deschamps is against here, maybe with the exception of Franco Deport, like they're proper out and out three mile. You could even argue three mile plus horses. And Gallop and Deschamps has so much natural speed. He's just going to have these to the sword by the time they hit the third last. And I think you're, I think we're going to see something that the you know time form boys and the the handicapper. I think they're just going to prick their ears. You here. won't know what to do. They with could it. give this horse. A, he could. They could just give him a a mark in the one eighties here because I think he's going to do something serious. Um, I think, I think everything is just set up for him to, you know, yeah. to really to really put on a show here. 
Thanks, boys. Uh, right, we'll move on from the Irish Gold Cup. That's Saturday done with. Moving over to Sunday. Um, Labrook's Novices Chase, which is the next one. Mighty Potter, obviously very uh, a really well-fancied horse for the Turners, is 13-8 to eight here. He was 9-4 to four earlier in the week, wasn't he, Andy, when... I remember you saying if you fancied him for the turn, you should be back. Yeah, no, I have to give a shout out to, to, to Tommy for that one. He, he came in and told me and, and he said you probably should back him. And yeah. had a few quid on him, but probably not as much as I should have. I didn't think, I think he's, yeah. he's five to four now, but I think it's because El Fabiolo defected. He still has yeah. to beat James mm -hmm. DeBerlay, but look, I, I'd say you could put James DeBerlay's jumping well, under pressure. Obviously, El, El Fabiolo is still in there, but obviously he's not going to run here, is it? Well, look, Willie could declare him. And mm. just pull him out of the arc. Like it's not beyond the realms of possibility. I but, think it would might help his jumping is because his jumping wasn't great. And it might be yeah. a bit better at this trip than because that two miles is gonna be serious two miles. I, I, I think he's yeah, that's gonna be yeah. a big that's gonna be a fucking down the back is gonna be some sight. Yeah, but that could turn your proverbial novice from a boy into a man. You know, yeah. that, that could yeah. just teach them. You could you know, you, you might lose on the day, but you might you know, you yeah. could improve your horse 12 pounds for that experience, you know, yeah. for the next time they run. So, you know, you can kind of see it. Belting. All right, well, take us away on in this one, Andy. What do you make of the unbeaten Jerry Kalorman in this race? Well, he's not he's running, so he's kind of got the sand down. So you can reel him oh, out. Jesus. Um, I think he's even money for the Silly Oils. Uh, Jordan Gainford's over to ride him. So you can, mm. and look, just touching on the Silly Oils, I think he's going to take a bit of beating and that. They say he needs soft ground. It's usually soft at Sandown, though. Oh, um, so, it's usually soft. It's really <laughs> yeah, so I, I think they'll be absolutely fine. Um, look, I don't have a huge opinion on this race. I love Mighty Potter. He's one of my favourite horses in training. I think he could win a Gold Cup. Um, I really do. Um, even though his half-brother and half-sister, he's related to uh, the Rob Core duo of French Dynamite and Indiana Jones. So... You know, neither of them would give you a lot of uh, optimism for three miles. But Mighty Potter, the way he travels and how lazy he is and how, like, he has that cruising speed and he finds plenty. I think this horse will kind of break that. I don't want to say hoodoo because it's it, like National Home Pedigrees can, can lead you down very, very wrong rabbit holes. Um, I think this horse is going to be a serious three miler at the bare minimum next year. Um, like, I think he'd be... Him versus Gallop and Deschamps in a Savills or an Irish Gold Cup, that will be box office next year, I think. Um, I think he's going to win this. Uh, 13 to 8, 5 to 4. It's a very fair price. He's done very little wrong. Um, look, he's probably a better horse with a bit of dig in the ground. That would be my only slight worry about him. Um, so, you know, if it does get quick, this race obviously being on the Sunday connections would probably rather this race be their first chase on the saturday but obviously you can't you know you can't dictate that so i still think he's going to win this pretty well james de Berlay, i think he needs a little bit more experience i i just can't see how we would have learned very much as impressive as he was on his chase debut just jumping fence to fence on his own i don't like seeing those type of horses jump straight into grade one solely because it could be an absolute shock to them um I am Maximus isn't well. I, I don't know why he. Like, I don't know why he um, Gallard de Manil probably needs further, and he's held by Mighty Potter over this trip. Churchstone Warrior, um, really admirable horse, and I think he could take something like an Irish National. I know he's in the National Hunt Chase. 
if he mm. rocked up in the National Hunt Chase, I think he could very much give Gallard de Manil a scare over that marathon trip. I think he could be a much improved horse over marathon trips, and I think he could close the deficit of the Neville's Hotel Novice Chase from December. The one I'd go with each way, though, Chris, um, and I think he's just as good value as Mighty Potter would be to win the race, is actually adamantly chosen. Um, he was traveling really, really strongly when he, I think he hit the fourth last, and he may have hit the last or the second last as well. Uh, he was fifth in the Drinmore behind Mighty Potter, but he improved to be second then behind Jerry Colomb at Limerick. And I feel like he learned a lot from that experience at Ferry House. That's the way he kind of ran. I thought, you know, he, he really progressed. Uh, before that, he beat the grade one winner, Visionarian, or sorry, the grade one runner-up, Visionarian, um, albeit getting a bit of weight off him, but he beat him pretty well. Um, beat Ron Ron as Chase debut. He's 25 to 1. I think this trip is going to suit him. I think he's learning on the job, and that's what I like to see on a horse. I think he could very much hit the frame right now at 25 to 1. So Mighty Potter, I think, will win, but I think I'd rather take the, the 25 to 1 each way on Adamantly Chosen because I don't think he'd be too... I think he could bridge the gap with Mighty Potter. And even in the betting without markets, um, I know Mighty Potter's 13 to 8, but... And, and you could go forecast, but I think Adamantly Chosen is a very fair price at 25 to 1 here to hit the frame. Thanks, Andy. Cheers, buddy. Uh, Declan, why are you going for this one, mate? I look, I find it very hard to look past Mighty Potter. Uh, like he's two from two over fences. He's so lazy. He just saves so much for himself. Um, he's your captain. He, he He's not. He was. He didn't end up being captive, but um, yeah, look, yeah. I, I'm you know, I've been very impressed with him. I did try to take him on all last season with Three Stripe Life, but Mighty Power is just, he's so lazy. He's so lazy that he's probably always going to be overpriced until people really start to cop on to him. Like, he won, he, he, he got a lot of stick after his chasing debut at Down Oil, but he was just lazy. He was just saving it all for himself. Then he was so impressive in the Drinmore. He could run over that. brilliant in the Drinmore, yeah. Yeah, like he could run over any trip. Um, he's going to be very, very hard to beat. And I'm not sure. I think there's a lot of horses maybe wanting the three miles here. Um, and this is two mile five. Um, James the Bernade, how he's so interesting, isn't he? Like he was placed over, placed in grade one hurdles in France. Um, his debut for Willie Mullins was in the champion hurdle. Uh, he was second then a punch down over three miles. Now, his chase debut, he beat Capilano Bridge, who was probably out for a mark. Uh, Looking to get a mark less than, than the mark he, he won, won off a ferry house last year. Um, when he, you know, we're from Pillar the Post. So I don't really know what to make of it, but I think James de Berle is, is a very, very good horse, but he'd probably want them further um, because he looked good at when he was second to. Uh, was a classical dream he was second to at punches down over three miles? It was, yeah, in the stairs race, yeah. 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 Um de Manil look he, he was he was a maiden until the last day, wasn't he? Having tried an awful lot of our yeah, yeah. he was yeah. second in the Drin Moor, but he's he's just a horse I can't warm to. Uh journey with me did jump better at punches down, but was held by impervious. Uh the jumping would always be in the back of my mind. Uh Torstone Warrior. Um he was seven lengths. Uh, behind Gallardo Manila at Christmas. 
Uh, he hits the bar a lot. He was a very, he was a decent hoarder. He chased home the likes of Brian last year. Um, he does have farm behind good horses. He he just does hit the bar too much though. Kilcroat won his a punches down beginners chase. He was only toured a a Limerick and admittedly chosen was second in that race. He was fifth in the Drinmore. I don't see what Andy says. I don't see him being as good as his um Mighty Potter. Oh yeah, Maximus is is an absolute lunatic. Uh, <laughs> really, yes. Head case. Uh, I, I this boy is quite likable, but not really up to this. Uh, I think the market has this about right. Um, mm-hmm. Mighty Potter, I think, is the best horse in the race. James de Berle is quite interesting, but he may want the three miles. Thanks very much, boys. So just go over selections there for Andy. Uh, do you know what? Give me the straight forecast. I'll take Ooh. Mighty Potter. Yeah, I'll take Mighty Potter to beat Adamantly Chosen. You bold bastard. Lovely. Ah, <laughs> deck. Ah, uh, look. Mighty Potter for me. Bold. Bold. He's basically a vast captain, isn't he, Declan? Apart from that 40 to 1 <laughs> one, which we'll wink about when we'll see it tomorrow morning. 8 a.m. Don't forget, Declan's, Declan's pod is out tomorrow at 8 a.m. Make sure you tune in to watch it. Thanks very much, everybody who's tuned in tonight. We're having a load of new viewers, which is fantastic. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button down below. That'll be great. Uh, next race we're moving on to is the Dublin Chase, which is the uh, third race, actually, on the card at Leopardstown on Sunday. Uh, only five runners here, two in the double green stay. Blue Lord and Scorio. Blue Lord is one to three on. Gentleman DeMay is six to one. And then Dunvegan, one of Declan's most... You know, he's a lovely leper, let's put it that way. And fast or slow is at 50s. Adet, we'll start with you then. Dunvegan? Oh, I love Dunvegan. Um, yeah. I, and I think he'd be second. Uh, oh. it, it, it's, I look. He, he takes people's lunch money, Deck. He need him off 11, yeah. 12 and a handicap. He was second last year. Um, he was actually in Vernon's, yeah. Yeah, he, he was second in the Dan Moore last day off 158. He didn't mm. quite cut out a sand down. Um, but we, we'd forgive that. Like He's a horse who's had his problems. You know, he used to bleed. Uh, he's always a horse who was riddled with ability. And we've probably never seen how good he could be. Um, and look, I just forgive him the travelling to, to Sandown. I think it's the first time he'd ever been on the boat. But he did manage to beat uh, Fernambale Civile, which was the most important thing to me anyway that day. Yeah. Um, but... He won it. He won a Dan Moore off 150 or something, or, or late 140s. Then he was second off 158. He was second in this last year. And I'm struggling to see what finishes ahead of him, apart from Blue Lord. Like Blue Lord won't go away at Christmas. Um, he just looks like he's a better horse this year, and I can't really see him being beaten. Gentleman to me has really struggled this season, and he's probably flattered by that win at Aintree last year. You know, he beat an Edward Stone who was over the, over the top. Uh, Skull Royale, absolute legend. This is 49th run, and we just mm-hmm. don't see that from enough horses anymore. Uh, he has been hurdling. His last chase, he was second to grade 10 um, at Sandown in April in the celebration chase. But, like, he, he is getting on. He's 12 now. Fast or slow. Uh, he was fifth in the, the John Dorkin. His only, that was his only Irish chase start. He did win a chase in France, but look, Dunvegan proved he likes it around here. He was second last year. Uh, I don't know what price he is without Blue Lord, but, you know, I probably put up the forecast, Blue Lord, to beat Dunvegan. Thanks very much, Tech. Uh, Andy, you? you? 
yeah, look, this is an opening showcase, Chris. Blue Lord is a different horse this year. Uh, he's finishing off his races. That's what I think is the, the big difference. I He was never the strongest finisher. He ran a bit keen. Um, it was just God-given talent that kind of got him to where he got to. Um, look, the big question is, has he progressed to the point where he could challenge Edward Stone again? Um, because Edward Stone comprehensively beat him in the Arkle, but Blue Lord, you know, didn't really do himself great justice. Like he was very keen. Um, Blue Lord is going to win this. Like he's probably like you don't want to say it with steeple chance, steeple fate, uh, steeple chase races, but he is probably the the. Uh, if I'm saying this, I'm going to jinx him. He's probably the biggest certainty of the the weekend, and that would include oh, Calafan de Champ. Like he's, uh, he's three to one on Chris. Come on, like yeah, he's yeah, going sure. to win this race. Yeah. Um, he's a long way clear on the book. Uh, I think he's got, I think he's got nine pounds on a ten year old on vegan and a regressive looking gentleman to me. Uh, faster slow is only having I think his fourth, third or fourth chase start of his life, and school royales an eleven year old. So. It's, you know, like what's going to beat him? He was so, and he was brilliant. Like he he forced mistakes out of Shark and Persuade last time out. Like it was, and I know Shark and Persuade wasn't the best of Turles. Maybe he's getting a bit, getting on now, but like he, he was, he looked like a different racehorse. Um, I just, like, I hope he runs in the champion chase um, because I know there is the chance he goes to the Ryanair. Um, Willie would go with the easier race. It just depends on Alaho's status. Is he alive or is he dead? We don't know. Um, but I probably agree with Deck. Like Dunvegan, if you take out his British run and his second in the race last year, he pretty good chance he is second here. Um, and mm. he yeah, sixteen to one. Uh, Blue Lord to beat Dunvegan, that that looks fair enough. And it look in my in my opinion, it's probably the most uncompetitive race of the weekend. Um, and I think the only reason Gallop and Deschamps is less of a certainty than Blue Lord is because Gallop and Deschamps probably has more offences to jump. And I know Blue Lord is jumping them at a pace, but what he did over course and distance was was brilliant. Uh, last time out. Very much, boys. Uh, Declan, you? Um, yeah, just a straight forecast. Blue Lord to be Dunvegan. Blue Lord to beat Dunvegan. And Andy, you go via selection again? Um, yeah, you'd be, yeah, I'll agree with Deck. I'll follow Deck in with that one. I don't have a huge opinion. I think Blue Lord just win and the rest will be nowhere. But yeah, I think Dunvegan can follow him. Cheers, guys. Uh, the next race we're going to look at is the Irish Champion Hurdle, where we see a bit of a clash of the titans here. This is looking like a very much mouth-watering contest. Stateman v Honeysuckle v Vauban. Um, the others are in there. Takarengo is in there, Declan. That brings a smile to your face, doesn't it? <laughs> it's funny. I think these are the only horses he hasn't run against. Isn't he? He's run against every other horse in China, apart yeah. from Honey Silver State, man. <laughs> and now he gets his opportunity. He's going he's gonna to complete national hunt racing now when he runs in this race. Yeah, that's it. He, he is now the, the winner of this computer game. Yeah, he ran against every, every horse in China. Yeah. Sweet. Uh, what, do you, what, do you, what are you going to go for in this one? It is... It is, is Honeysuckle going to bounce back here? Look. She is, she is the queen. We, we've always said she'd be beaten one day. 
you know, they're all beaten. Even Arca was beaten. She does have to come out and prove she's not done. But she was beaten over 24 longs by two really good stairs. And Tihupo, who got his ground that day, came out and proved he was a very good stair in the Galmoy. I mean, no classical dream is very good first time out. Um, and there is absolutely no shame in the champion hurdler being beaten by two good stairs in the Hatton's Grace. Ista Brack was beaten by Limestone Lad in the Hatton's Grace. You know, if you're going to out, if you can outstay someone, you can outstay someone. Um, so there's, there's really, we don't know yet. We don't know if she's finished yet. Um, and look, she'd absolutely lift the roof off the place if she won. And if she mm. had the gentleman won, fucking, the, the place just might take off. Um, awesome. yeah. you know, it, it's very hard to see her doing that. You know, she, she's finally shoulders a chink in her armour, but, you know, as I said, she was beaten by, she was beaten by two good stairs, and there's no shame in it. Eight man, he's won two grade ones this season. He finished last season um, with winning a, a grade one novice hurdle at Punchestown. You know, he's he has something in common with Arkle. He's changed the rules of racing. So you now have to run four times as a novice to run at a, a handicap at the festival. You know, only two hard. And they both wore yellow and black, to be fair to them. Actually, two things they have in common now, isn't it? Both wore yellow yeah. and black and they both changed the rules of racing. Uh-huh. Uh, he reminds me of Jeski, the way he's built. And he is going to be very, very hard to beat. Vauban, look, I'm a massive fan of Vauban. I loved the way he hurdled last year. But this year, not for me. I think next year, I think he wins the champion hurdle next year. He's the horse to beat next year. Um, people were raving about his run behind Stateman. I don't think he ever really... He didn't land a blow on him. He, he didn't really have a go on him. Go on him. Um, I think Paul was always comfortable on Stateman. And people just made way too much. He is going to improve, but I can't see him improving past Stateman. Not this season, but next season. I think he's going to be absolutely sensational. Um, Boyd Piper was last at Christmas. Zana here, toured in the champion hurdle, but he's been trying staying trips. Look, I don't think I've ever... I think I've tried to get her beat every time she's run. And it's the mm. first time. It's mm. the first time I, I actually got to put her up to win a race. You know, I don't think she's done with it at all. She was just beaten by two really, really good stairs over two and a half miles. And she's a dual champion hurdle winner. Um, she's a two-miler. Even though she was a point-to-pointer, you know, not all point-to-pointers won three miles, you know. Uh, they might get it at a point-to-point level, but they don't always get it at grade one level. And, and we know she's capable of winning champion hurdles. So, you know, if she's herself, she wins this. And I hope she wins this, you know, and I hope she gets to go to Cheltenham and have a go at the champion hurdle to try win three. Thanks very much, Jack. Yes, sentimental, 100%. Uh, Andy, you? Um, yeah, I'd agree. It's it's Look, the number one rule, you can always forgive a horse one run. And that's usually how you make money. Um, yeah, as Dex said, look, the, the ground was testing and she was outstayed by the stairs hurdle favourite in Classical Dream, who, you know, is, is pretty decorated in his own right. Um, State Man has been brilliant. Vauban, brilliant last year. Very much a satisfactory reappearance. Um, look, you can forget about Takarengo, Pied Piper and Zanahir. They've no chance. 
Um, so, you know, it's a three horse race, but it's a it's a brilliant three horse race. I would be firmly with Honeysuckle at the price. You're nearly getting two to one. Um, she gets the seven pound mares allowance at the moment. She's still ahead, like she's on on the book or on the rating. She's still, you know, clear. Um, she's won three of these already. She's brilliant around Leopardstown. She's lost once in her life. Like, what's not to like? Um, I, I, I'd be very much in Honeysuckle's camp here. I'd be happy to take around the two to one. It's probably the last time you'll get that price on her. Um, well, actually, no, you're going to get a much bigger price regardless of what happens in March. Well, she'll probably be retired. If she's, yeah. it, like, if she runs like she's not in love with the game, Mm. If she's toured, if she's behind Statement and Vauban, what you know what you retire her. Well, well yeah, there if, if there every if, yeah everybody would be around a like she'd be paraded in front of the stands and everyone didn't the exchanges um didn't the exchanges move for the Mers this week ah fuck the Mers man no, no there's, there's no decision made on that yet like if she's if she's done with the game she's not going to win the Mers. She's not going to beat Maria's Rock if she's finished. If you're finished, you're finished. Mm. You know, you're either, you're either yourself or you're not. She's not mm. She's not regressing yet. She might just be done with the game. Like, I know she's, look, she's danced every dance. She runs in four grade mm. ones a season and it does take its toll. But if she's thrown her hat in, she's not going to win any festival mm. race. Which she didn't no, do at Fairy House, by the way. No, 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 she didn't. I, I, no. I don't, you know... She usually improves for these first to second runs. She she does improve, yeah. So I don't I don't think she's done with. Mm. And I don't think she should be going to the mares if she's capable of going to the champion hurdle. And I think if she's not capable of going to the champion hurdle, it's because she's throwing her hat in. Yeah. Yeah. I'd, Would you I'd rather be second in the champion hurdle or win the mares? Well, like if you've won like if you've won as much as she has, you'd probably just retire her. But like, you know, you'd probably rather be second in champion hurdle. Um, like you know, no one's gonna remember her finishing second in the mares. It'll just be oh yeah, and then she was second in the mares. Like it'll be the end of every story you talk, you tell about honeysuckle, and it would be just a footnote. Um, I I actually think that she's a cracking chance here. Um, I don't think she did a lot wrong. She has done that in the past in the Hatton's Grace. She got away with it against Ronald Pump as a younger horse. Um, like and she didn't even really make a mistake. She just. Like her talent just got her out of trouble, and um, and she just kind of hit that. She I wouldn't say she hit a wall. She probably needed to run, but she just didn't get away with it. And I think she's going to improve significantly for that run. And I think Stateman has a real task on his hands trying to beat her, and so does Vauban. And at fifteen to eight, I think that's more than enough value to take on a mare that's lost once in her life. Is is basically the the way I'd put it. And I think. If she wins, it will be phenomenal and it will bring the house down and it'll be the moment of the weekend. And it would be a story going into Cheltenham, you know, it would be the, it would almost be a David versus Goliath, except David would be the, the horse that's lost once in its life and it's going for its third champion hurdle, which is kind of wild. But um I, I think it'd be brilliant and I really hope she does win because it'd be great for the sport. I can't wait to see it. I mean, obviously, Lauren's going to love it going over there this weekend, isn't she? She absolutely adores the Yeah, mare. no, she'd take a bullet for the mare, yeah. She really would. 
brilliant, boys. Um, let's bring us on to the last race we're going to cover, which is the Novice Turtle on Sunday this weekend. It's the 3.40 on Sunday. And a very short price favourite, obviously, here in Facil Vega. Gallic Warrior, who you've had... Andy, I know you've mentioned quite a couple of times you'd be worried about this horse going right-handed, uh, sorry, going round Cheltenham, wouldn't you? Um, but Facil Vega's very different, mm. very different opposition here, isn't it? Yeah, well, I wouldn't be worried, but like he's proven to not handle the old course, and yet he's still single-figure prices for literally every race that's on the old course. Mm. Like I cannot understand how you could part ways with money for this with, with like on this horse after watching what he did in the Boodles last year, like it i can't fathom it like he literally yeah. did not handle the track um and it was off 129 or 128 and he couldn't beat brazil who admittedly is a good horse but brazil was given like eight pounds seven pounds or like he should have been winning that race and he did not handle the track he was on skates he's been kept to um tremor and clamel and look he's been badly campaigned this year in my opinion uh, as well like he's up to 143 now um for winning a tremor and then you know beating blue sari and winning a 12s on and 14s on like he, okay he's been badly campaigned in my opinion and look they're probably looking at going for grade ones but i don't know how you could justify backing this horse going going this way around after what he did in the boodles last year because he took out brazil and, and you can actually mark up Brazil's performance on what Gaelic Warrior did to him at like the third hurdle or, or second hurdle in the, in the Boodles last year. Like he just, he was just so well handicapped and that's why he finished second. But he's not going to get away with that in a grade one. It'd be just like get a bird in the Supreme Novices hurdle a few years ago. We'd just be that on yeah. steroids. And I think, um, look, that would be enough to sway me away from him at Leopardstown. Um, like we saw Asterian Furlange jump violently right and win a grade one at Leopardstown, and we saw High Definition do it and win. It was only a maiden hurdle, but we saw him do it and win. Like you can, I suppose you can jump right at Leopardstown. You can, you can do it and win races, but on the old course that's so tight and it's so unforgiving, and you don't have as much time to recover jumping out to your right. He's not going to get away with that in March, and he's probably. Like he's two to one for the I think the Ladbrook hurdles or the, the two mile handicap hurdles, so he mightn't even run here. Um but look anyway, he won't be getting any of my money until I see differently. Um Fasal Vega five to two on undefeated beat Alete Tomp last time out. Look, he's is he the most likely winner? Obviously. He has Alete Tomp obviously um covered, he was a ten to one poke. Um, his main rivals, Irish Point, like a, a solid mid 140s horse, 143 officially, probably a mid 140s horse though, um, at bare minimum. Uh, was second behind Champ Kiley last time out in the Lawlers and A's. He comes back and trip. He should run his race. Um, high definition is the joker of all jokers in the pack. Uh, Joseph said he wasn't, he didn't say he was overly skilled, but they said they hadn't done a lot with him. Um, he's still an entire, obviously. Jumped very right, but you know, if he got a lead, he might jump straighter. But you have to remember, this horse was second in the Tattersall's Gold Cup last May. Like he's a genuine. He's the coronation as well. Yeah, like he was. He's a genuine one twenty odd horse on the flat. Like there's some horses that can't get that mark over hurdles. 
Um, like he's a he's a proper proper horse. I think people pigeonhole high definition because he comes off the bridle race a bit lazily. He'd be like if Mighty Potter was a good flat horse. Like he's just lazy, but he finds and finds and finds. But just because you're lazy doesn't mean you're not fast. Like you can a slow horse cannot be second in a ten furlong group yeah, one. That's he just probably why arguably the greatest trainer in the world campaign terribly. Like yeah. I don't think he knew what he wanted. And we, we probably mm. never got to see the best of him because they couldn't figure him out. Like he's favourite for the Derby ones. I don't he, think he's he, a stayer though. Like, like no. he performed well enough over 10 and 12 furlongs to suggest he was warranted running in those races. Like he was placing them. He ran well. Like I don't he know. He did, yeah. Yeah, he got a great ride in, in the Tatsko Cup though. But when you go back mm. to his Beresford, like, geez, they all stopped and he just dead on. Then he, oh, yeah, I, yeah. I, I still haven't figured him out. I don't know what's... Look, we know he's a he's a proper horse. Like we know he's very very talented. Um, and the last thing, the absolute last thing they want to do is, you know, let this lad get into his comfort. Um, like mm. I know if he goes in front, he could jump right. But if he sits on the inside on the girts of something that can bring them along, and they don't go overly fast, forget about it. It's over. He's gonna like if he's upside Fasal Vega and they haven't gone fast, he'll run away from Fasal Vega and. Like even with eleven, twelve, he will. Like he said, he's group one placed on the flat. He will. He'll just run away from him. So what they need to do is they need to make this a test. So if Fasal Vega goes to the front and makes this a proper end-to-end gallop, which he should be able to do, he'll go and win this race. But if they just go, you know, at a at a leisurely pace that's comfortable and high definition, can just sit in behind and you know jump fluently with influence from something that's just in front of him. There's a chance that he could go and win this race and cause a major shock. Um, and I haven't even got to in the pocket yet, who looks like a very quick horse. And oh yeah. Mm. Um, like this is a proper race. I wouldn't be taking the two to five on Fasal Vega. He has the world at his feet, he has the Equin world at his feet, but you know, high definition is in here. He could very easily cause a shock. I th- I rate the form of in the pocket very highly. Um like beating three card brag, I've tipped absolute notions earlier on the podcast. Like I think that's really, really reliable form. I think he's better than one thirty seven, which is official BHA mark suggests, or well is. Um, so he's one that could run well as well. And at ten to one, he's a fair each way price. Do I want to put up a tip for this race? Look, I've I've mentioned three horses, one of them being the odds on favorite. I'm not going to go tipping a horse, but the racing fan of me, even though I've backed in the pocket for the Supreme and the Ballymore. Um, the racing fan of me kind of wants to see high definition go and win this race. Just, you know, because it'd be a horse you'd remember. He's a horse that would be, you know, group one placed at three, group two winner at two, and then goes and wins a grade one over hurdles at five. Like, it would be phenomenal. Um, and I think this is one of the most intriguing races of the weekend, not from a punting perspective, but just to see how it plays out. I like it. Deck. Um, yeah, look, high definition. He, he actually beat these horses. He beat Chitara, um in that mm-hmm. maiden, and he didn't jump anything. Um, like Andy's covered him really well. He's been placed in the group ones. He's one's favourite for the Derby. But this is this is a Grade One novice hurdle, and Faso de Vega, like as we said earlier, he he's. He's probably exceptional. He's just a tad boring. He has a big, huge stride, so it doesn't look like he's quickening when he does. 
but he does quicken. Like, mm. you know, Danny Mullins done a great analysis of, of the race at Christmas. And, he, you know, he said he thought he got one and he just quickened away. It doesn't look like he's quickening. The stride is just so long. And he's another horse who just get any trip. Um, and, and I think he'll be better as he steps up and trip. Well, the bumper was probably dog shit. He's mm. head and shoulders above them all, as we've said earlier. Like, you know, he's going to be very, very difficult to beat. Mm. And I get what Andy's saying if, if they go slow, but this is a great one and you have to jump. And I like, I, I go back to, you know, what Charlie Swan said about Isterbrack. When they got him, they thought he was a Stayers hurdle horse, but his jumping was so good, it turned him into a champion hurdler. And not just a champion hurdler, arguably the greatest champion hurdler ever. That's how important jump it is. If you don't jump in a grade one, forget about it. I don't care what you are. You know, you could run Frankel here if you want. If he doesn't jump, you have to jump. It's jump racing. That's why the obstacles are put there. You know, you have to jump. and You, you know, in grade one hurdles, you have to be slick. You have to jump fast, particularly over two miles. So if he doesn't jump, forget about it. But Jesus, I would love to see him go down to the force and just, just give that top bar a little rap, you know, and take the length out of the field. If he done that with a horse of his experience, I'd be supplementing him for the champion hurdle. If he turned up here and he suddenly learned to jump, there's no reason why a horse of his experience, who's travelled, who's ran in group ones, you know, was favourite for the derby. Did did he run in the derby? He ran in an Irish derby, you know. No, he, uh, he picked up an injury, didn't he? It was the co- was it the COVID year. I think he might have ran the Dante, but the Dante, the Dante was ran after the Derby that year. Mm. But there there is absolutely no reason why, if he went down and suddenly he could jump like a proper two mile hurdler. I think he jumped at a lead. I think it was because Mm. he was in front and he wasn't sure. But it's because there there's a herd mentality. If the one in front of him jumps straight, and that's why I said he'd only need to be on a horse's girths. Yeah. So I think if if they jump straight, or if the horse in front of him jumps straight, he'd be absolutely fine. Maybe you're right, but. What would you do if he went down to the fourth world and he and he got a lead and he won this well? His mm. experience, like he has way more experience than some of the horses run the champion hurdle. The races he's ran in against like proper flat horse, like good race horses. Would you have a go with the champion hurdle with him? Um, what why wouldn't you? What, like why wouldn't you? He's an end tire for a start, and this this is where it gets depressing. They, if he wins this, he, if you have one go at it, mm. why wouldn't you have a go at the champion hurdle? Yeah, if he wins this, he'll have he'll be they'd have made a stallion. That's that's the problem because he's still an endor. But I don't know. It, it's a good question, but I I wouldn't imagine so. I think they they'd keep him to novice company and then bring him back next year and then send him off to stud. But well, he's 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 really a novice. Like he's, do you know what I mean? He has he's running twenty bumpers. You know, like he's not mm. he's not new to the game. You know, so uh but I, I don't think he'll jump. No, I, I, I want him, I want him to jump. I want him to jump. That's that's yeah. I yeah. think he could be borderline dangerous here in a good race. Mm. Um and you that's know, true. speaking of borderline dangerous, Gaelic Warrior, not mm. only will he be dangerous here, but he's just not good enough in my opinion. Um don't buy the hype. He's probably the most talked about horse on Twitter, but he, he's just not good enough. Um, absolutely not for me. Ilitate so campaign as well. Yeah. 
five at all, ex juvenile, uh, quite solid. Um, like he was toured last year in the juvenile race at this meeting. Uh, he, he's way too much to find with Faso Vega in the pocket. Um, he showed plenty at Nice. We we kind of touched on it earlier. Um, I think he's a big big chance here. But the one I like is is Irish Point. Like he was second in the Lawlers. I'd been backing him for the Ballymore. Um, he's got plenty of speed. He stays well. If he's running, I think he's a massive price, and I think he's a bit of a. He, 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 is there any reason he won't be running? Because I can't understand his price. Who's that? Who? Dex, sorry, Irish Point. Irish Point. I know he'll run. Yeah. Oh, he's a massive price. Absolute massive price. Now. Whether he's good enough to be Faso Vega or not, I don't know, because I just think Faso Vega is just out there in front, boring, big stride. You know, probably a horse who people are never really going to fall in love with. I know people have backed him for, you know, before he even jumped the hurdle, but I don't know if anyone's really in love with him. People want to pick holes in every one of his runs just because he's a bit boring. He's just a big brown thing with a big stride. Nothing seems exciting. He quickens without looking like he, he quickens. So he's going to be very, very difficult to beat. But the, the price, Yeah, he is, mm-hmm. yeah. The, the price about Irish Point, I think he's huge. Um, I'd have been backing him for the Ballymore. I, you know, I might back him for the Supreme before this race. Um, if there is, you know, if Faso Vega can be beat, I think it'd be Irish Point who beats him. I might even do the the forecast Faso Vega to beat Irish Point. Nice one. So, uh, selections then. Fasal Vega to beat Irish Club point for deck. And Andy? You could ask me my opinion on this race another four or five times and it would just keep changing. I'm going to have to sit in the fence. I, I honestly cannot. And uh, the, like, the race in front of me wants to see high definition win the race. Um, yeah. And then my bank account wants to see in the pocket win the race. And then just looking purely on the form book and how the race is probably going to pan out. It's just Fasal Vegas probably just going to win the race, but yeah, no, I'm going to, I'm going to take a seat on the fence, Chris, if that's okay with you. Well, that's where I sit every week anyway. It's <laughs> <laughs> unlike you though, Andy, it's unlike you. I have it's too many opinions and it just, yeah, I, I, yeah. I just can't, I can't sit on one. So yeah. Right, cheers for that, boys. Um, the only other things left to do is go through the best bets of the weekend. Well, first of all, I'll put this up because I've literally just done this for charity. There we go. Five pound each way on all these selections, which is <laughs> for charity this week. Um, Sam's Choice is one from uh, for you, Deck. Go through Sam's Choice. Why yeah, for look, that? Sam's Choice. Um, he's in here rated 123. He won here over Christmas. Uh, he won here at Christmas over 24 longs. Um, that was off 116. Uh, he's maiden form behind Sandor Clegane and Afferdale Fury. Look, it probably wasn't trying to yard in, in either of those. Um, he, he, he looks like possibly a, a Martin Pipe horse to me. Myself and Andy discussed it a little bit last night. He, Andy pointed out he got a rating of 130 in Britain. Yeah, he was, he was entered for Sandown, yeah, and got a mark yeah. 130, yeah. Uh, 130 was, wasn't good enough to get into the Martin Pipe last year, but as Andy pointed out, you need four runs now, so uh, it might get you in this year. But you know, you'd want, to be, you'd, you'd want to be winning, um, you'd want to be winning to secure your place at Chatham. 
and mm. he hit the line really well like three miles uh would bring out some more improvement in him so yeah in a competitive three mile handicap board i like sam's choice thanks tech that's each way shit that uh and Andy, you've got bambridge you obviously yeah. made a good case before yeah, you you initially said that this was for the races we covered, so I just stuck with Bambridge. But, well, um, but to be honest, to be honest, my other horse would have been a conflicting choice in Dex race, and then I thought Dex was taking the Nigel Twist and Davis horse, so that's why I left out absolute motion. <laughs> so uh, yeah, he's kind of like yeah, he's royally screwing me here, lads. Now I'm only joking. I, I do really fancy Bambridge. Um, look, I I already talked about it earlier in the show i just think everything about the race is going to suit him the ground how quick they go how his jumping's going to hold up the two mile one the stiff finish i just think it's tailor-made from um and i i genuinely think he only has to be appreciated and i think seven to one's a brilliant price she's under the one from me is in the edinburgh national at the weekend at musselborough slipway for ben Paulin and luca morgan who's on board i think this horse is is a huge improver he won the borders not the borders national the perth national um time before last and then he won at fontwell last time which was it was just it was just facile the way that he did it facile facile not facile excuse <laughs> that <laughs> but he looked the horse looks like he is going to be a national type in time you know it runs in the family as well you know uh i, th I just think that that this kind of test at Musselburgh on decent ground, which is what it's looking like, um, will just be right up his street. I know Flower of Scotland won well last time at, at Kelso in the Borders uh, National um, for Sandy Thompson, so that was a really good run. And there's other national winners in there, you know, Truckers Lodge is in there. Doyen Breed is a real, real stayer, and Captain Catterstock is another one who's come from the Chepstone National, I think that was the Welsh National, yeah, and just don't know one at, one at Cheltenham last time. There's a lot of them going around in here. But Slipway is the one for me in that, but in the Edinburgh National, should I say. And that brings us also from that, we'll move away from the caption there, to our best bets of the weekend. Deccan, we've probably given away one of yours there in Sam's Choice. Yeah, well, look, I, I don't really have any best bets. I There is a couple I like at um, Sandown, one at Musselbridge, but I, you know, I'll, I'll stick them up on Twitter because I can't remember them right now. You remember the last time? <laughs> remember the last time? I couldn't remember something. Yeah, you don't back them now. You back yeah, them the next later. Yeah. Um, I I just covered the other two races. Uh, the other two jump races at Leperstown. Obviously, Sam Choice in the three mile handicap hurdle. The two mile mm. one, uh, handicap chase. There's two I like in it. Uh, Rebel Gold. He, he's up eight pound for a nine length win in the Dan Moore. It was Don Vegan who he beat, we mentioned earlier. Um, he chased home Mascada before that at Limerick. Uh, I think he's got a bit of room left off this um off this mark. And they don't, you know, it gets so competitive when you get to this level trying to get into these races, they don't always have an awful lot of room. But I think Rebel Gold, the way he won the last day, there is a little bit of room there. Now we do like Barney Cully in the the same race. Uh, he's rated 129. He won a rated novice chase. I think basically off that mark, he beat Punitive, um, mm. and she's won since. And I think Glenn Sargent, who watches, is involved with, with Punitive. Yeah. Um, and that was over two mile two. He ran in the three mile grade one at Christmas, but you know, 
he was he was good enough to do that over two mile two at Galway. Um and I, I know one of the owners, Eamon, and good luck to Eamon. Uh but if I was to I, I like what I'd like to tell him if it was to choose one, it would be Rebel Gold, who was look progressive in the Danmore. Very much deck. And he's disappeared. There is absolutely nothing else from me this weekend. I only like slip away myself. I don't know where Andy's gone. He could probably give us all of it on Twitter anyway, couldn't he? Um, no, I'm right here. Sorry. Oh, he's here. He's here. Yeah, we had, we had, we had an intruder there. <laughs> um, yeah, well, look, I'm probably going to cover half the race's deck just cover there. Um, I'll start with the bumper. And you know who I'm going to tip because the Anticost video came out, what, yesterday, was it? Um, yeah. Facile mode, I think he's about a three to one shot. I, I love this horse. I I just cannot believe what he did on debut winning a winner's race. Um, like I know he's getting weight concessions and Charlie Mullen's taking off seven, etc. But the first two got completely got the run of the race. They got the first run. Fasalon had to come wide. He picked them up easily, battled all the way to the line. And I, I just think this is a proper, proper race horse. I, I think he could be one of the, you know, he, he really, really impressed me on what he did. Um, so I'm very, very excited to be, backing him um obviously banbridge who i've mentioned about 50 times at this stage because he was in the best bets just there as well and um, be backing him i'll be backing honeysuckle i'll be backing absolute notions and the last one i'm going to put up and the rest can be for twitter uh, it's again it's in the three mile handicap hurdle that deck just mentioned there which is on saturday at da, 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 get the time now f4 or sorry 340 um, and it's a horse I think I mentioned a few weeks ago, so some people might remember, or they might not. Um, it's O'Floron, who's um, carrying 11 stone four. Well, Jack Buckley's going to be taking off three. I'm very excited to see this horse try three miles. Uh, seventh in last year's Martin Pipe. Very, very eye-catching last time behind um, Captain Comby and San Salvador. Uh, really, really eye-catching run, staying on from the back. And I, to be honest with you, I don't think he was really putting the race. He's a 16 to 1 shot, best price, I think, with one firm. He's a general 12 to 1 shot. Um, and because he's not pretemps, he's not qualified for the pretemps. And I think he needs three miles. Um, I just think this is going to be his target. And I, I think he could be a I think he could be a big, big over now stepping up the three miles. Um, I really, really fancy him. So he's 12 to 1. And he'd be one of my better bets for the weekend as well. So I'm not sure if they lost the left nut last week on Gala. I'm not sure if the right one's going on on Floron, but we'll see. Yeah. Uh, there could be a gelding notification now by, the, by uh, Saturday <laughs> evening, but we'll see what happens. But um, yeah, no, I, I very much fancy a Floron in the Tremont handicap hurdle as well. Can I just ask your opinion, boys, on the MERS, um, it's the MERS handicap on Sunday, oh, the first race? Always um, a good race, yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I'm contemplating backing Liberty Dance for the Mers novice at Cheltenham, and I think she she just looks very very special to me for Gordon, um, and she's in off one twenty nine. I think that mark is just ridiculously lenient for her. Mm, well, well, the runner up won last time out, but like was that very very short odds Bell Lioness, and she made an mm. absolute hash of the last. Uh, yeah. The Model Kingdom fair yardstick. Um, and she was giving weight all round. Uh, be Foxy Girl, who I think would have been 
chucked into this race if they took up the entry. I think Foxy Girl was in off 122. Um, and I think she would have had a hard time reversing the four, uh, holding that form off those mm-hmm. weights. Um, I quite like Popova, I think, has mileage off for Mark in a twin day with Tony Martin now. It's always a competitive race, um, and th- that's a race that gets very underestimated. Uh, Heaven Help Us won it before winning the Coral Cup. Black Tears, I think, failed to win it before winning the Mayor's Hurdle. Um, yeah. like it's a really it's always a strong race and no one really gives a shit about it which is what quite was the wild. horse that won it like for multiple years in a row oh, I don't know if someone's won it more than once it's it's only this a race? new race yeah but I'm sure that there was a horse that won it like two or three years off maybe even no. four years in a row and it weren't too long ago uh, this I don't think the, hand, the Mayor's Handicap Hurdle the Mayor's Handicap Hurdle yeah no I don't think so I don't think so. They, I, I could be wrong, but I don't like it's I'm have to a look relatively new race. Well, it was ran somewhere else. Um, mm. Who's that won it three times? That's it. Who's that? What was that at this meeting? Liam I don't think that was at this meeting, though. Oh, was it? Uh, that could ben, have been a punch of town. When did this meeting start? It was at Leopardstown every single run. No, I know, but okay. this, this meeting, like. Oh, was it? Sorry. Yeah, but she's won it. The race is going longer than that, though. Um, yeah. Blazing Tempo won it when it was... Yeah, it, it was probably always on the one-day meeting, Andy. Yeah. Mm, maybe. Probably yeah, but it was, a, it was a much weaker race back in the day, though. Like, there was probably... Yeah. Like, I could say... I'm actually looking at who's that now. Like, she won it at fucking 97. Yeah, and, it's, and it's all, definitely and improved. Like, it's probably, yeah, it's, it's definitely a, a much better race now. Yeah. Yeah, Liberty Dance would be my idea of one of the better bets of the... Uh, Leopardstown of the weekend but we'll wrap it up there boys that has been a fantastic podcast it's been a long one but thoroughly enjoyable I hope Andy yeah. and Declan and Lauren who's in there in the background but all have a great weekend this weekend I'm mm. sure you will and you'll back plenty of winners that's the main thing I see Ash in the comments there all on Mighty Potter I suppose we are but I mean, yeah yeah we absolutely absolutely he needs to watch back you watch back we can see, yeah, see what yeah. we said about the same you know you want to Right, that brings us to the end of the podcast. Hopefully, we'll all have a great weekend and we will see you all again next Thursday for another episode of the Unstarters Odds podcast. Make sure you check out Declan's video, which is coming out at 8 a.m. tomorrow with his anti-post selections for Cheltenham. Um, and you don't want to miss it because six of them, he's put them in her hands and he's trying to outdo Lauren with Cheating her, bastard. With her, with her fourfold. He's trying to, uh, trying to get a bit more wins i don't even know i've not calculated declans but it probably would pay maybe a little bit more than lauren's of the old coming because one of them is 40 to one fingers crossed deck have a good weekend everybody we will see you all next thursday bye-bye